Hello, everyone, and welcome to That's a Dumb Rule Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, today we're going to do another one of our just discussion. We're pulling a random rule, a newer rule, mm-hmm. out of the NBA rule book, and we're just going to talk it through. Um, very little research, just two sports fans trying to make sense of this insane world we're living in. And we're actually going to talk about an NBA rule that I actually really liked this past year. And I okay. believe you saw some of this as well. It's the NBA play-in tournament. Right. Um, this is a really big topic to talk about, so we'll do our best to kind of break it down. Um, but is there anything you want to start out with? Any description? I know it's not in the rule book right now. It's not in the rule book. This is the new format that the NBA put in when COVID hit. So this mm-hmm. was like an experiment because if everyone remembers or if anyone remembers, the year of COVID, all the the entire playoffs were played in one place. It yeah, was in Orlando. In the bubble. In the bubble. And the season got cut off, so they felt they needed to give other teams an opportunity to play into the playoffs. Right. So whether... You know, I don't know if anything good has come of COVID, but maybe this is one. <laughs> but um, but they so this actually is the new format on how they do the playoffs in the NBA. Yeah, and I think it had some success that year, so they extended it as part of the 2021-2022 season last year. And now the NBA has decided, you know what, we're going to keep this in for good. We like how it works, and that's kind of the brief history of it up until then. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe each conference had eight teams mm-hmm. uh, that go to the playoffs, the top eight. Um, and then it's just one versus eight, two versus seven, three yeah. versus six, right? So this is a little bit different. This expands the field of teams that are in the playoffs. So normally, like I said, you'd have eight teams from each conference. So there's two conferences, the East and the West. Now there's 10 teams Mm -hmm. from each conference. So 20 teams out of the, how many NBA is 30 teams or 30? Uh, I believe so. I got to get a quick map up right now. You caught me off guard. I believe so. Yeah. Because the NFL is 32 and then the NBA wants 32, I believe. Because they want to expand to Vegas and Seattle. Right, right. So this new, relatively new NBA play-in tournament is, is really allowing 10 teams from each conference so mm-hmm. the east and the west to make the playoffs yeah you're correct on 32 okay so um what i want to talk to you about is number one do you like this format or do you like the old format better this is essentially giving two more teams a shot at the playoffs yeah in well, the playoffs spoiler alert i like this rule okay <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually like it but probably not for the reason you think okay um the reason this rule came into existence, at least I, I like to, to think as well with COVID, was when they went into the bubble in Orlando, mm-hmm. they wanted to make sure that, one, they gave an opportunity to teams that were right there on the cusp. Because when you're coming into the stretch right before the playoffs, that 7th, 8th, nine, tenth seed, especially in the West that year, right. was really close. You had the Timberwolves, or you had Memphis rising. Mm-hmm. You had Denver. You had the Jazz. You had a ton of really great teams in right. that year. So they wanted to pull as many as they could in, in case, right. as well as give them a chance to finish their season, on quotes. Okay. Um, okay. And this quickly became something more of, if you're not finishing in first place, well, there's some really good teams that just got the injury bug that are going to be sitting around 7th, 8th, ninth, and 10th that could have been a third seed, that could have been a second seed, that we ah, want to see and okay. give them an opportunity. For example, if the Clippers, who have infamously had an injury bug, Kawhi sits out a season, uh, Paul George is coming back, 
what if they, they put them on rest for half a year just to ensure that they're going to be okay? Right. Ride that team into the eighth seed, ninth seed. They wouldn't have made the playoffs in past years. But now we get Kawhi and Paul George uh-huh. back. What's the real value of that team? So it's it's almost a marketing thing for the yeah, NBA. exactly. Right? And now you get to say, all right, these teams that had this really bad luck, you still get a chance to play. And then not only are we expanding the playoffs, but we get to create this little exciting one and done. You win, you advance mm-hmm. and build that momentum because all of a sudden the playoffs take off. And if you have a bad matchup, it's it's not fun. You have to play seven <laughs> games, at least four games, right, to win a series. Yes. And if you have a bad series, it's not fun to watch. And let me tell you something. I think the NBA has the longest playoffs oh my by gosh. far of any sport. It's like that in hockey. Yeah. But hockey, it's so fast-paced. Right. It's interesting. But if you have a team that's like, let's take the Warriors, 2016 Warriors. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Coach Kerr on the sideline with Iguodala coming off the bench. That team smoked its way through the playoffs. Right. right. Well, who wants to watch right. that game versus a Denver Nuggets team that's got two stars out? Yes. And Nikola Jokic is just barely breathing. <laughs> right. Um, no one wants to watch no one that. Wants to watch that. Yeah. But if you had a playoff game where it's one and done, like we live in Minnesota, obviously, yep. we had the Wolves playing. Mm-hmm. That was awesome, right? To have them square off against like... Yeah, that was very cool. Yeah, yeah. To, to go up. And Love then it. they played the Grizzlies in the next round, and it was a seven-game series. Yes. And they were like, we shouldn't have made the playoffs in the first place. Mm-hmm. We had to play our way in. Yes. Now we have this momentum. We're taking on a really high seed. Let's play this game out. And it was right. an awesome series. <laughs> so it, it does fit as kind of this nice energy lift as you went through this long NBA season. Now you pick it up and you jump into the playoffs and you have this nice bridge moment. Would you say the NBA season is too long? Yeah. Okay. I you... think I think there's too many games, but I don't think anybody, both players and and uh, owners, are willing to minimize it unless the owners get to pay the players less. Okay. Okay. So it's it's going to be tough to see, but I think everyone needs to be there less. Right. There's so many right. injuries. I mean, 72 games. That's a lot. Or what is it? 82, 82 games. I'm 82 sorry. Plus playoffs. I think keep about thinking that. of Jordan and his 72 bowls. Right. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of games. Yeah. And one more caveat, just because I'm rolling. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I keep go, like keep talking going. at go you. Go for it. Um, I think this also, in its own small way, deters people from tanking. Okay, tell me about that. Describe so, that. Yeah, tanking is, it's it's kind of like a, I would hate to call it an official term in NBA language, but it kind of is now. It's like slang. It basically means if you own, if you have a team, let's say you, Greg, have a NBA franchise, and it's, you're in a market like Minnesota. Nobody's really coming to Minnesota mm-hmm. unless you draft them. Right. So if your team gets bad, or let's say Carl Anthony Towns walks, or right. an, you know, Anthony Edwards walks. Right. And you have no stars. What do you do? You can't go out and sign somebody. No one so wants to come here. No right? one wants to come there. Right. So what do you do? You have to rely on drafting. Well, what's the best thing that you can do when you're drafting is get really high picks. Mm-hmm. And how do you get that? Losing. By being bad. <laughs> bad. As yes. bad as you can be. Rotten. That's and tanking. Tanking is the idea that we are going to lose and not only are we going to lose, we're going to try to lose. Oh. And we're going to try to lose for an extended period of time. Okay. And so the most infamous example of this is Sam Hinkie's 76ers, which gave birth to the team we have now okay. for the 76ers. 
But basically, Sam Hinkie took over this he's job. The owner. He's the owner? No, he's or? the general manager. He's, he's long okay. gone now. Okay. Um, but his idea was, if we're bad, like historically bad, I can get not just first round picks, but multiple top five picks. And every single year, I'm getting a swing that other teams just won't get. Like, for right. example, Orlando. Orlando got the first pick this year. They haven't had the first pick in a really long time since Dwight Howard in 04. I mean, it's been almost, wow. you know, it's almost well, been 20 almost years. 20 years, yeah. And they've been bad a long time. They only right. really had one good, good year. Yeah. So Sam Hinkie basically said, all right, we're just going to be absolutely atrocious and draft these awesome players at the top of the draft and hope a couple pan out and build around two or three of them. And so what ended up happening is first year, I think they finished like with less than 10 wins. I think it was like seven or something. It was bad. Me and my brother saw that team and they beat the wolves, which was kind (laughs) of like that really hurt. Um, Rocco was on that. Robin, Robert Covington yeah. came from, they needed players just to fill spots. Okay. And he happened to be one of the best players on this bad team. Oh, and he, he made it into the league that way. And so they ended up drafting like Nerlens Noel was a top draft pick when he came out of college. Um, they got Joel Embiid with the third pick. They got Ben Simmons with the first pick. Jaleel Okafor with the fourth pick. They had like five or six years in a row where they were drafting in top slots. Tyrese Maxey Well, hang came on a second. This. If they do this for five years, you now have good players on your team. I'm so glad you brought this up because Joel Embiid sat for his first year. Because remember, he broke his foot. Oh. And so they could be bad for another year. Oh, okay. And then Ben Simmons sat for a year. And right. so they could be bad again. Okay. So all of a sudden, they're compounding talent right. while they get to put their best players on IR okay. and not play them. Sure. And so one of the things Sam Hinkie used to do is, I need a center. Why don't I just draft the top three centers in the draft? Wow. <laughs> so Jaleel Okafor goes, well, next year we're getting Joel Embiid because Joel Embiid might be better. Let's trade Jaleel Okafor for more picks. Let's oh, just picks, goodness. picks, 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 picks. And some of this is really brilliant. Yeah. Oklahoma City now has more picks than any other team in the NBA. Right. Enough that they could get three rosters over and over again. Right. But it's also capital that they could trade and that they can move. Right. Um, or sell. Like they can get more money to selling players. So there's so how, a lot of really clever things they can do with yeah. drafts. But the goal is we don't want teams losing on purpose because it deludes the image of the league oh, yeah, for and sure. the image of the team. And the fans pay a lot of money yeah. for tickets. They don't want to see their team losing. Yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah. So that's one thing that I kind of like about this too is if there's 15 teams in one conference right, which and 15 is. in the other, yep. so that's 30, yep. and 10 of those teams make the playoffs in some capacity, Right. five teams are going to miss the playoffs, and they're either going to be atrocious or they're going to be pretty close. Right. And next year you're going to be like, well, if we're the 11th seed right. and we're only two games behind the 9th or 8th seed, yep. we're right we're in right there. right there. Yep. We just need one player. And that's the hope. Obviously, the GMs are always going to find their angle. It's a competitive game both on and off the court. Right. But my hope would be if you have a couple years like we've had with the West, where there's like the Lakers are going to be in a playoff seed. Right. Like, they're going to be ninth or 10th maybe this year. Wow. And they got LeBron, Anthony Davis. They've got these really awesome players and a bad team yeah. around them. Right. Well, you still want to see them. And so where do you put them? Right. And 
of course, if they, what if they finish 10th? Well, they still have a shot. Mm-hmm. And they deserve two because they have two awesome stars. The right. league's just loaded with talent yeah. right now. Right. And it's really hard to just pick, oh, well, you only can pick eight, 16 in total. Well, hell, right. like, there's almost 10 teams we're leaving off the table that yes. are awesome. Yeah. Like, I would love to see a couple teams that are considered bad by that standard. But um, so it almost has a NCAA tournament feel. Those at least these yeah, first few games because yeah. it's win and you know win and move on, lose and go home. So let me just quickly go through how the play-in tournament works. Um, so again, each conference there's ten teams that make the playoffs. So teams one through six, they're in no matter what. They're locked in, and then and they're all based on records. So they're seeded by record. Mm-hmm. So teams 7 through 10, they do kind of a mini tournament. That's called the play-in tournament. So what will happen is the 7th seed will play the 8th seed. Normally you'd think 7 would play 10, 8 mm-hmm. would play 9. No, 7 and 8 play. The winner is the 7th seed in the tournament, okay, in the playoffs. So if 7 and 8 play, the winner is the 7th seed. So the loser of that, they play the winner of 9 versus 10. Okay, so mm-hmm. what that does is that says, okay, if I'm the seventh or eighth seed, if I win, I'm in. Yeah. If I'm the ninth or tenth seed, I have to win two games to get in, which I think is perfect. I love yeah. how they did that. Yeah. So again, after this mini play-in tournament, now you have eight teams from each conference, and then one plays eight, two plays seven, three plays six, four plays five. Yeah. That's when you get into the seven-game series. I love it. Thank yeah. you for breaking that down too, because yeah, yeah. It's, it can be kind of complicated. And I was gonna say like. You look at teams that are historically, you know, make deep runs in the playoffs, like Golden State and, yeah. and the Lakers and Boston. Boston. These, yeah. I mean, if you if you take each series to a seven game series, that's like thirty games that you're playing in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, that's a, a half a season. The minimum you can win a turn, <laughs> right. win a championship on is sixteen, isn't it? Yeah. Because you have to win first, second, third, third, and uh, the title, and then you can go on to the championship. Right. Division title and then the championship. So it's like, yeah, 16 games. That's that's the minimum. Minimum. If it's a perfect team <laughs> right. that never loses. Right. So it's 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 a grind. And I remember back in the day when the Cowboys were really good in the 90s, mm. um, they would make the playoffs every year. They would go either to the Super Bowl or close to it. And if you looked at just the decade of the 90s, the Cowboys played like another two or three seasons of games because yeah. they were in the playoffs all the time. So the same is true here. Yeah, and I'm telling absolutely. you, absolutely. When they start the play, I think they start the playoffs in April and they end at the end of June. Yeah, it's I mean, a long time. That's a three. That's three months of playoffs. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah. you know, whatever. You could buy a house in that time. <laughs> so anyway, so the playoff game, the play, I should say, the play-in tournament. Um, I really like it. I think it adds excitement to the playoffs. It. It deters teams from tanking, which I think yeah. is huge. At least we hope. We hope. We, we hope so. Yeah, because I don't. I mean, I can't tell you how much just disheartening it is that these players make a lot of money, fans pay a lot of money to go out and see them. Yeah, and they're just either not playing their A game or they're sitting. It's like seriously, come yeah. on, man. You know, but yeah, and then it goes back to like we should have less games we should right. do it. yeah because if you don't want them to sit well they got to play less games and and my understanding and not to get off on a tangent here no, but my okay. understanding is this when, is a discussion greg this <laughs> right. is very different so when when a player sits obviously if he's hurt he's gonna sit but yeah a lot of times you'll hear well he's he needs a rest he needs a day off whatever 
if the NBA said, you know what, we're going to, not that they would, I would want this, but if they said, we would, we'll add two weeks to the season. So make the mm-hmm. season two weeks longer, still play 82 games. But would that then let the superstars play every game because now they have those days off in between for rest? Or do you think that wouldn't even do it? I think what you're saying makes sense, but I think they'd still find a way to say like, well, it's a back-to-back on a weekend. Like they play on a right. Saturday, we flew all Sunday, and now it's Monday and the guy's quad's a little tight. We're going to sit them. Like okay. I think they'd say stuff like that. Yeah. I think I think the best way is less is more. And if you just step back and say, okay, what about 62 games over yeah. the same amount of time? Yeah. And you go from four weeks or four games a week being your max to like two games a week. Right. Well, now we're, we're starting to make some more like you better play. Like you got to find a way to play See, yeah. um, because otherwise you're missing those game checks and or – you know, you just have less time because then this playoff tournament or play-in tournament becomes less valuable right? because more teams can win five games in a row and all of a sudden you right. go from the fifth seed to the tenth seed. Yes, yes. So I think if you shorten the season, you add a lot more pressure to teams to win and win early and win late and win in the midseason. Yeah. Whereas the NBA, sometimes if you rattle off 30 wins, you know, by January – you can kind of hit this slump and then you finish strong. Coast, yeah. So, and that's what like, the NFL is that, right? The yeah. NFL, every week is, is absolutely. Every week matters. Yeah. Matters which is so much. Which the is, ideal, which right. is what makes it probably the best sport <laughs> yeah. in the United States right now. Yeah. And then basketball, I think most fans will tell you, I love watching basketball, but I really only watch it at certain times of the year. Mm-hmm. And they won't even say like, oh yeah, I love watching at Christmas. I love watching at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Very rarely will they say January basketball, man. <laughs> That's where it's at. So it starts yeah. strong. It kind of goes into a lull. And yeah. maybe March or April, it picks yeah, up Yeah, and in March blows them out of the water with March Madness. Oh, yeah. That's, and so yeah. usually they get everything done by April, and then they have the summer to themselves. And, of course, the WNBA kicks in there. And they go right over the top of that up until June. Draft is at the end of June or July. Okay. And then they go into summer league somewhere in there. Okay. But yeah, it's it's yeah. a grind, man. I, oh my I, god, yeah. yeah. And it then on top of that, they have a season outside the season with free agency. Right. It's just never ending. Yeah, it's a it's a three sixty five sport. Oh. For sure. So. Well, it's how I got into it all. It's some <laughs> yeah. nightmare. I love it though. Um, so, but yeah. for the record, you like the play-in tournament? I do. I, do I think it's a clever twist on the season. I think it it adds complications in a good matter-of-fact way. Right. Um, it's not making things more difficult. It's making things more interesting. Mm-hmm. And then it gives teams like Memphis. Yeah. Like Memphis was a high seed this year. They were a play-in seed last year. Right. You know, the year previous. Um, The Wolves, they got a shot. Like, they they were an awesome playoff team. They were a story playoff team. Um, I think it just, it opens up the fact that we have a super talented league right now, the most talented league we've ever had. And you just say, okay, let's just let the talent figure it out. Right. Rather than let's let this conference and injuries figure it out. And I really like that. And the NBA wants people to see their superstars. They just do... Yeah, and the more teams you can have in the playoffs and that kind of thing, even better. So yeah, I agree. exciting games. Too. Yeah, oh, they're great. I love oh, it. <laughs> great. Well, with right. that, I'm gonna guess you like this rule. I do. I love this rule. Any parting thoughts before we yeah. head out? 
can't wait to see it this year again. Oh, it's going to be so much fun again. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening to the show. If you have any questions, feel free to email us at that's a dumb rule, our website, or feel free to listen to some past podcasts. We've done a couple of these discussions now. They've been fun, but we also have other rules we visited in our structured format. Um, otherwise, tune in next time for another dumb rule.